Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the one and only Probo Show. How are you doing, friends? Nice to see you. What's up? How's it going? I can see you all there in the audience. Hi, guys. How are, what's up? <laughs> How are we doing? Yeah, um, uh, got some lovely messages um, about my ongoing tooth crisis. <laughs> How's the tooth going? Um, I wish you, um, Rob, get well ASAP. Bon to Iron Man. Thank you, thank you. It's better. They Well, it's better. They pulled it out, so it's no longer a problem. But I've got a big infection. I'm taking antibiotics. Yeah, drama, drama. Today, after the show, I've got to go for um, an x-ray. They're going to check out my jaw. Oh, God, guys. How are you doing? Anyway, big hello to the people in the audience today. Decoy, Vero, Born to Iron Man, Eugene, The Bridge, um, Ronnie. How are you doing, my friends? My God, I need you today, guys. There is no Natch. We're at the Pro Boss Studio for a podcast-exclusive episode. Okay, so I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning, and boy, did they provide us with a great show today. In a 100 Humans... I asked them to name one part of their body they would change with cosmetic surgery if they could. None is not is not an answer. Okay, so they, they had to give me an answer today. So name one part of their body they would change with cosmetic surgery if they could. Um, pedía 100 personas que, bueno, 100 humanos que dijeran ¿Qué parte de su cuerpo cambiarán con cirugía estética si podrían? Um, uh, that coming up after the um, after the break today. Also after the break, um, we've got a, we've got complete the news. We're going to find out um, what what Ridley Scott um, said about the French <laughs> or the French critics who disliked his movie. Um, Napoleon, que, uh, que Ridley Scott regaña a los críticos franceses, a los que no les gusto, gusta Napoleon, his new movie. We'll find out what he said about the French there. Um, and if we've got time, we'll find out why Catholic hospitals remove crucifixes. Woo! Interesting, interesting. But in the first part of the show, we've got a juicy, unpopular opinion today, which is the stigma around cosmetic surgery is unnecessary and judgmental. El estigma que rodea a la cirugía estética es innecesario y sentencioso. Hmm. Yeah, the criticism or the stigma around cosmetic surgery is unnecessary and judgmental. This, again, a part of this kind of, another part of this mini-series we're doing with regards to um, natural versus synthetic, which I find really... Um, a really interesting, uh, interesting concept, because when you really analyze it, when you really break it down, you know we we have synthetically created some wonderful things. Yet we tend to value what nature gives us much more. It, with in some in some cases um, quite rightly, and in others maybe not so much. Okay, let's see. Ronnie asks, "Did you you lose your teeth?" Asks Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in more danger of that, believe it or not, maybe four years ago. <laughs> but no, I'm not going to lose all my teeth. <laughs> but they may be putting new teeth in because I can no longer chew. <laughs> um, 
cambiarán, cambiarían si pudieran. Rob says, um, Vero, thank you, thank you, you get. Será posible, vaya nivelazo. Vaya nivelazo. <laughs> um, uh, the part of Natch will be played by Vero today. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Vero. I may need you to correct that again in the second half of the show. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm here, you're here. Let's see what's going on in the world, shall we? Firstly, there was a really interesting article I just caught before going on the show by Reuters. If you remember back when we talk, spoke about um, reliable news, uh, news sources, Reuters is definitely one of them. Um, with regards to the, um, the crisis that happened at OpenAI, I haven't had time to check that out. But if you subscribe to the podcast, or especially if you're a member of my Patreon community, pay attention because I will be putting out something exclusive for the podcast people and for you Patreon people with regards to that topic and that new story. It seems it seems there's more to the story than we've been um, made aware, and there is information breaking there, so I'm going to keep you up to date on that if it is worth our time, guys. Okay, let's get into um, let's get into some news today. Uh, this was an interesting article I came upon um, in Yahoo Finance. Um, almost a third of millionaires, millonarios in, uh, in Spanish, almost a third of millionaires in the US now say they are part of the middle class. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Um, or should that be... Is it what's going on here? Casi un tercio de los millonarios en el, los estad, de los Estados Unidos dicen um, pertenecer a la clase media. Clase media. Even the regular rich, like doctors, lawyers, don't feel um, don't feel well off. Incluso los ricos normales, entre comillas, um, como médicos y abogados, no se sienten bien situados. They don't feel well off. Um, how can that be? I mean, think about if you or I had a million um, million euros in the bank, okay? If you put that in a high-interest bank account, say you're getting 4% annual, you know, you're earning $40,000 a year, you know, or even 20 if you put it in just a normal savings account. So how can these people feel poor when they have such great power of acquisition? Is the billionaire class, the nouveau riche, these, are these the new millionaires? Let's dive into this Yahoo Finance article and find out. It discusses the changing perceptions of wealth among millionaires in the United States. A recent survey by um, Ameriprise Financial found that about 60% of investors with 1 million or more in investable assets consider themselves upper middle class with nearly a third identifying as middle class. I'll just put a, paw, a pin in that right there. Um, if you had a million euros in the bank, or if I had a million euros in the bank, I would certainly consider myself rich. One of the producers of this show, one of, the, one of my um, top clear tier patrons, is a high earner in the States. And... Um, and I, I kind of, I know in a ballpark how much he earns. And if we earned that, you and I guys here in Europe, we would be set for life, like working 10 years, then retiring. 
But in the States, it's a very different story. Let's continue. This shift in self-perception is attributed to rising costs and economic pressures leading to many uh, leading many, sorry, to feel financial strain despite their wealth. High expenses such as childcare and groceries alongside increasing household debt and a drop-off in saving rates are significant concerns. Another pin. Hang on. What about the rest of us? What about your, your people who aren't millionaires in the States? Now, consider that for a second. Now, you know, Imagine, for example, I don't know, you earn 50 grand a year. Here in Europe, you're living a comfortable life, or at least here in um, here in Spain. In the States, I can categorically say, having known a lot of people, that is not enough to get by. So um, is inflation, um, is inflation really um, uh, going to be the, the cause of the fall of this great cultural empire? Could it be? Let's continue. Additionally, the median household income for home buyers has risen sharply, and many millionaires are opting to rent instead of owning homes due to high prices and mortgage rates. The article also notes that the definition of being comfortably rich varies with some high earners feeling financially stressed due to various obligations and the cost of living in their area. Yeah, it's weird there, the dissonance between um, Europe and the States. Now, here in Europe, um, everything's gotten more expensive. If you've been shopping in the last year or looked at your household bills, you can see that with your own eyes. You don't need me to tell you at least. But it's um, it's it's an interesting phenomenon that's happening, uh, particularly in the States there. I know in the, in the UK, it's just as bad. But interesting, millionaires don't consider themselves rich. They would consider themselves middle class in the US, at least. Weird. All right, let's um, dig into some more news. Elon Musk, back in the news. Elon. Thanks. <laughs> Just providing the Probo Show with news every single day. You're a legend. <laughs> Go home, you drunk. Okay, judge finds reasonable evidence Tesla knew that self-driving tech was defective. Yeah, let's not even talk about Neuralink. Neuralink is Elon's other pet project that um, that has apparently killed a ton of monkeys in the testing phase, and it's already been approved for human trials. Oh, God, FDA, what are you doing? Here we go. A, a Florida judge has found reasonable evidence that Tesla and its executives, including Elon Musk, were aware of defects in the company's self-driving technology, but continued to market the cars as if they were safe. This ruling stems from a 2019 fatal crash near Miami involving a Tesla Model 3, leading to a lawsuit by the victim's wife accusing Tesla of intentional misconduct and gross negligence. Um, yeah. It's hard to know who to believe, right, when it comes to self-driving technology, because you read some publications, oh, no, it's safer than human human drivers. But it does certainly seem that at least technos, Tesla's technology um, leaves a lot to be desired. Let, let's continue. The judge noted Tesla's marketing strategy exaggerated the autonomy of its products, and the company's warnings and disclaimers were deemed inadequate. The case highlighting a significant discrepancy between Tesla's internal knowledge and public marketing could lead to a public trial with potential 
punitive damages against Tesla. If this is true, if this is true, the executives that knew about this and have put so many lives in danger, convincing people that the technology is safe, they should go to prison. You heard that right, folks. Um, apparently, there's a big problem with Tesla, or with, well, with automatic driving technology where they don't identify pedestrians, a lot of pedestrians correctly. And if that's the case, man, come on. I did also um, check out another headline today where um, one of the board of one of the board of Tesla has said that um, that Elon is no longer acting as CEO, which is probably for the net benefit of the company, right? <laughs> All right, final piece of news, kind of terrifying um, tech news here: commercial fl commercial flights are exper experiencing unthinkable GPS attacks and nobody knows what to do. Los vuelos comerciales están sufriendo ataques GPS impensables y nadie sabe qué hacer. Um, yeah, so th this is an article from Vice, another great news publication. Um, the article from Vice reports on a series of unprecedented GPS spoofing attacks affecting commercial flights, primi primarily in the Middle East. So, um, you know what GPS is, right? Um, uh, satellite kind of um, satellite guidance where you can identify your exact, well, close to exact position on the Earth. So we would imagine that GPS spoofing would lead aeroplanes to believe that they're in another place other than where they are, which can be, obviously, as you can imagine, very, very dangerous. Uh, these attacks, which began in September, involved the transmission of false GPS signals, leading to navigation system failures on multiple flights. One incident nearly resulted in an aircraft unintentionally entering Iranian airspace. Oh, my God. The affecting... Um, uh, the spoofing attacks have been escalating with over 50 incidents reporting, reported in just five weeks, affecting areas around Baghdad, Cairo, and Tel Aviv. These attacks are significant, oof, are significant because they not only disrupt GPS, but also corrupt fallback navigation systems, leading to total navigation failure. Yeah, this is, um, this is terrifying. If you're already not a, not a confident flyer like me, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, we're don't, let's be nervous, friends. <laughs> We've got Ravdos joining us in the chat from the States. How are you doing, Ravdos? God, it must be late slash early where you are. How are you doing, my friend? Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's continue. Let's dig um, a little bit deeper into uh, into this um, article. Despite efforts to understand and counter these attacks. There is there is currently no effective solution, leaving flight crews to rely heavily on air traffic control for guidance. So these seem to be targeted um, attacks in the Middle East. But isn't it strange that it almost caused a flight to... I mean, look, this is conjecture. The news over now. This is Rob kind of using his um, imagination. But... Who is causing these attacks to to force a commercial plane into Iranian airspace? I mean, this is um, uh, cyber terror, don't they call it? 
you know, when um, when digital technology is um, is used in this way, um, terrifying. Um, hopefully, this ends. Um, hopefully, it doesn't spread. Because obviously a lot of cars now rely heavily on GPS technology. Anyway, guys, on that note, let's move on to today's Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. Okay, guys, time for an Unpopular Opinion. Un pedo cerebral, un pedo mental, a brain fart. And again, thank you, thank you for all the all the beautiful messages about my poor mouth. <laughs> it's, it's taken me a little bit to talk today, but thank you, thank you for bearing with me. Um, hi, Rob. Good. Um, fine, sir. It's 1.50 a.m. here. How are you? Not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. It's 10 to 9 right now here, Central European time. How are you doing, my friend? Okay, let's um, uh, let's dig into today's unpopular opinion. And boy, is it a good one. Continuing our theme on natural versus synthetic. Now, obviously, I made, um, uh, I made a case for in in favor of, of of the synthetic at the top of the show and certainly in um, in the previous uh, episode where we covered this in an unpopular opinion i believe the word natural um, has been adopted by marketing and advertisers in in a in a, in a way to um, in a way to kind of mislead us that's not to say natural things can't can't be better often, but doesn't necessarily mean they are better. Um, and here we move away from the the more nebulous term natural into something quite specific. So today's unpopular opinion is the stigma around cosmetic surgery is unnecessary and judgmental. El estigma que rodea la cirugía estética es innecesario y sentencioso. The stigma around cosmetic surgery is unnecessary and judgmental. So I did ask people on Instagram. A lot of people voted. I got a lot of messages. They said... It was around 55% true. Which is weird because I then received quite a lot, well, more messages... I'm arguing the the contrary, saying, no, 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 too much. So let's dig into some pros and cons. I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning, and they provided me with some good arguments. Um, Before we get into that, let's see what Vero writes here. She says, there are many people who like cosmetic surgery. There are even people who get little fixes to make themselves feel better. What's wrong with that? The problem appears when going under the knife becomes an obsession. True story. You know what? Um, You're going to get... That gets the Probo stamp of approval. No one has a problem with tattooing, piercing. Isn't that altering your appearance to make yourself feel better or to make a statement? We've argued on the show about um, makeup before. And you guys have very, very um, emphatically said to me, no, 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 it's just a way to express ourselves. So where do we draw the line? Um, Because more and more, we hear more and more criticism about this kind of surgery. So let's get into it. Pros and cons. Stigma around cosmetic surgery is unnecessary and judgmental. In the pro column, personal autonomy. Individuals have the right to make decisions about their own bodies, including undergoing cosmetic surgery. Stigmatizing these choices undermines personal autonomy. True story. Your body, you're an adult. You choose what you want to do with it. 
Okay, next. Cosmetic surgery can be a product of, an, of advanced medical science, offering not just aesthetic changes, but also helping in cases like burn recovery, um, reconstructive surgery after accidents, or congenital defects. That's true. That's true, but I think pretty much unanimously, no one has a problem with that kind of cosmetic surgery, right? More the elective cosmetic surgery to enhance our appearance is where people seem to draw the line. Next, for many, cosmetic surgery can lead to enhanced self-esteem and confidence. Criticizing these choices may overlook the significant mental health benefits they can offer. True story. Over the course of doing this program, I've come to understand like where I've always been kind of, I've always made arguments against things like, well, I do you know, makeup, cosmetic surgery. But I've come to understand that, you know, there is the psychological impact, the increasing confidence is something that cannot be denied. Like um, people don't alter their appearance quite often to fit some kind of standard, which is often the belief, but they do it to increase their own sense of well-being. And obviously, personal autonomy dictates that if you're an adult, you do what the hell you want. Anyway, let's continue. There are varied reasons why individuals opt for cosmetic surgery, many of them deeply personal. Stigmatizing these choices fails to acknowledge the complexity of these decisions. True story and the personal autonomy that one has over one's appearance and, one's, um, uh, and, and what one does with one's body, right? I would say... But it would be impossible to deny the nuance in this argument because there are clear problems. There are clear, well, problems, let's say, there, is, there are nuances, there are um, matithes that um, kind of fall beneath the surface when people get so het up arguing about this kind of thing. So let's get into some cons right now. Um, promoting unrealistic standards, and I think this kind of cuts to the core, the prevalence of cosmetic surgery can contribute to unrealistic beauty standards, making people feel pressured to change their natural appearance to fit a certain mold. Now, one might argue, one might argue here um, against the pros of this argument by stating, or against the cons of this argument, by stating, look, people wouldn't have these mental health issues with regards to their appearance. They wouldn't derive... Um, mental health benefits from cosmetic surgery if there wasn't so much pressure to conform to a certain beauty standard and cosmetic surgery only enhances the strength of its appeal does that make sense let's continue health risks cosmetic surgeries like any surgical procedure carry health risks stigmatization might sometimes stem from concerns about the dangers of unnecessary surgery two more points left here we go there's a concern that the normalization of cosmetic surgery contributes to the commercialization of beauty, uh, where physical appearance becomes a product that can be bought and altered. Hmm. And finally, the stigma might reflect a broad, broader societal values regarding authenticity, naturalness, and accepting oneself. This viewpoint emphasizes the importance of inequalities over altered external appearance. That is fascinating to me. 
The stigma might reflect a broader societal values regarding authenticity, naturalness, and accepting one's self. Now, when you think about um, uh, the main motivators for people who get as, um, cosmetic surgery to increase... <laughs> Go watch what I say here, friends. Go watch what I say here. <laughs> I want to get my ass cancelled. To enhance their looks, to conform to a, to a beauty standard. You know, we quite often, like, I remember there's one person particularly in the chat that joins us quite often that, that states, you know, the, the kind of the lips when they're injected, I don't know what they're injected with. Is it collagen or something like that? And they look unnatural. Um, why did that person do that? When, um, when to many people that might seem aesthetically unappealing and seem unnatural. Are they actually conforming to a beauty standard? Or is this just something that makes them feel better? That makes them feel like they're um, uh, more aesthetically beautiful? That is, in, that is enhancing their mental health. And if that is the case, and if it does in increase their sense of well-being, who are we to criticize and stigmatize those decisions? It's interesting. There is definitely a moral gray area with the discussion with regards to cosmetic stereotypes, uh, cosmetic surgery. Sorry, I was reading um, Ronnie's message there. That Rob is why natural is good, says the bridge. Ronnie says stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, and there are a lot of stereotypes with regards to this, but we're going to dig a little deeper into this topic when we get back from the break. Guys, I'm going to post a poll in the chat and you are going to tell me, is the stigma around cosmetic surgery unnecessary and judgmental? True or false? Friends, so many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and it means the absolute world. I will see you in a few minutes. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professionalbohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professionalbohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. The Bravo Show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome back to our second half of the Probo Show. You're joining us at 9 a.m. Central European Time. Uh, I believe 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. A big special shout out to you delightful, delicious, um, amazing podcast downloaders. Again, more and more of you um, than ever before. I thoroughly appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Um, don't hesitate to leave a nice positive review wherever it is you download the podcast. Um, much appreciated. All right, um, let's get into it. My God, if you just tuned in, what did you miss? We spoke about um, an interesting article from Yahoo Finance discussing that um, millionaires in the US, millonarios um, en los Estados Unidos, now say that they're, they feel like they're part of the middle class. Has inflation gotten to a state where even millionaires... Unless you're a multi-millionaire nowadays, guys, you don't consider yourself rich. Is that the case? Hmm. Um, we looked at a piece of news where a judge found reasonable evidence that Tesla knew its self-driving tech was defective. That's worrying stuff. 
worrying stuff indeed. And then um, um, some more kind of terrifying news, especially if you're a nervous flyer like me. <laughs> Commercial flights, mainly in the Middle East, um, are experiencing unthinkable GPS um, spoofing attacks, and nobody really knows what to do about it. So basically, these um, attacks are giving airplanes false coordinates and leading them to divert off course. And of course, these attacks um, can also affect their um, backup systems, which is just terrifying. Terrifying stuff, my friends. Um, uh, but then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion, which was the stigma around cosmetic surgery is unnecessary and judgmental. So I got a bunch of messages um, on Instagram. A lot of people quite impassioned by this one. Let's dig. Let's dig in. I did get one, one particularly impassioned one by from James here. James says, "I believe cosmetic surgery is too prevalent in today's popular culture and society to the point it's raising beauty standards in a way that is physically impossible to meet them without going under the knife, spending thousands shoving lumps of plastic." <laughs> here he kind of exaggerates a little bit, <laughs> spending thousands shoving lumps of plastic inside their bodies and sucking fat out of places where it belongs. Now, yeah, there, we have to admit, right, as a culture, as a people, whether we stigmatize it in a negative way or not, it's more prevalent now than it ever has been. Am I, would you agree with that statement? Let me know in the live audience. Let me know in the chat. Would you agree with that statement that it's more prevalent now than maybe ever before? And if it is more prevalent than ever before, why is that? That has to be symptomatic of something. Is the problem the cosmetic surgery or is the problem the underlying problem that's causing many people to opt for cosmetic surgery as an option? Food for thought, right? When we um, uh, when we carry around um, little computers in our pockets and we open up these um, social media accounts with beautiful people living beautiful lives, the increased pressure on ourselves is is maybe higher than ever before. So, is this what's leading to this um, judgmental criticism, this stigmatization of of um, of cosmetic surgery or is it that it's just more accessible more normalized nowadays and if that is the case if it's just more accessible more affordable more normalized who are we to judge what people do with their own bodies right social media has a lot to do with that says vero yeah i, I would i would place uh, quite a lot of blame on that too on social media um i mean you could say well look at these movie stars they're all so beautiful I mean, they've always been movie stars. Maybe with more uh, a more natural aesthetic or with a more attainable aesthetic. I mean, look at Marilyn Monroe. She was um, uh, considered the height of beauty in her day. And she wasn't a stick figure. She had a, a normal woman's body, you know? The whole idea of, like, the Rubenesque figure was considered at one time, like a, a fuller a fuller-figured um, uh, person was considered the height of beauty. No longer the case today, but maybe it will come back. Who knows? I mean, these things are always cons constantly changing. 
Who knows, man? This is I, I fall into a real moral gray area. I feel it fall into a real gray area with this one myself. Um, let's uh, let's continue. Lena says, honestly, um, why judge? If someone wants to enhance their looks with cosmetic surgery, let them. It's all about feeling good in your skin. Nessa said, um, I, we all have reasons that only we know and feel for going under the knife. By the way, nivelazo, guys. Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. I know Nessa's not um, a native English speaker. To go under the knife, uh, Great, um, uh, great idiom there, and I don't think it's fair to judge us, um, uh, judge them for it. At least that's how I feel, having been through it. Uh, let's continue. Theo says the stigma reflects deeper societal issues. Why do we even feel the need to alter our bodies to fit a standard? It's a philosophical and ethical maze. You know, Theo. That gets the Provost stamp of approval. Um, I, this is the first time you've reached out to the show, but wow, Probo approves. True story. Should we should we be placing the blame on the surgery or the society that creates the need? And maybe it's not even a society that creates the need, except the fact that it is so much more attainable than it used to be. It used to be when you wanted cosmetic surgery, you'd have to travel. <laughs> you'd have to travel miles to be able to get that done not the case anymore it's a lot more accessible and affordable than it ever has been so should we not normalize that and if we have a stigma against cosmetic surgery why does that same stigma not extend itself to the use of makeup to tattooing to piercing i mean maybe it does to a certain extent but not the level you hear people criticizing um people who've had cosmetic surgery right um, I mean, I personally, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a fan of that cosmetic surgery look. But does that mean that I have to um, demonize people who are, you know? I don't know. Uh, Maria here says, it's complex. We should teach self-love and acceptance, but also not to sh shame those who choose surgery. Okay, I think that's where I'm going to leave it. There are a bunch more messages there. But it's a fascinating, um, fascinating debate. Ladybot, of course, society, advertising, and social media are pressuring about always looking young, thin, and beautiful. Hollywood stars trying not to age doesn't help. Yeah. There is nothing, yeah. I'll be honest, one of my little bugbears, something that really kind of, ugh. Get, I, get, I experience that pang of disappointment where you see um, an aging movie star and you can tell she's had a ton of cosmetic surgery. It just... Because of the pressure to stay young, get um, acting roles, and I just think, oh, you're beautiful, just the way you are. <laughs> but then that's easy for me to say, because I work on radio. <laughs> and as long as I can speak, I'm pretty much, um, uh, I'm pretty much okay. So yeah, um, it's, uh, it's a minefield, this discussion. But that's not to say there wasn't some consensus in the chat. So I asked our live audience today, and by the way, thank you, thank you guys. I asked you um, if judging cosmetic surgery, or hang on, what was the exact terminology I used? If the stigma around cosmetic surgery is unnecessary and judgmental. And you guys said, 83% true. Fascinating. 
or at least for me, fascinating. Um, so where do we um, where do we draw the line here? There are certainly several ways to look at this. There are several several ways to look at this. Is the increasing cosmetic surgery um, because of unattainable beauty standards that then further frustrate the issue by creating more of those standards or creating more standardization as people go in in um, in search of that perfect body, that perfect look? You know, is there a lot of pressure of us, on us now never to to age, and that is leading people to alter their appearance um, in the in the attempt to stay to stay forever young? There's an argument to be made for that, but there's also another argument to be made that you don't hear very often, which is cosmetic surgery is now more affordable, more attainable, more um, uh, closer to home than it ever has been before. It's right around the corner. You can find places, um, cosmetic surgery places everywhere, and it's cheaper than it ever has been. Could it be that the real reason is maybe a mix of those two things? Probably. But one thing that can't be denied is that, yeah, everybody has, um, uh, has authority to do whatever the hell they want to with their body. And you, if you're one of those people who are critical of that, have every right to criticize it. That's freedom of speech, yo. <laughs> but one thing we shouldn't do is nail our opinions to the wall and say, this is where I stand and I don't move from here. We should all accept a little bit more nuance into the way we think about these things. And, and if this show is about anything, it's about that nuance. I mean, it's true. There is way too much pressure on us nowadays ev from everywhere. Movies, TV, magazines, and now the little um, rectangular black box that lays in our pocket when we open up our Instagram and just see beautiful people leading beautiful lives. And is that pressure leading us down a road where the unattainable um, seems much more common than it used to be, as James would say? Possibly so. Possibly so. But um, I'll tell you where I land on this. I think if you want to get cosmetic surgery, you do it. <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, let's go to today's 100 Humans. Do you know what I mean, guys? If you want to do it, you do it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be I'm not going to be over, overly critical. At the end of the day, you know I'm a... <laughs> Should I go get my should I go get baby baby uh, baby doll hair kind of plugs in my head? No, I chose to shave it and just deal with it. I don't dye my beard even though I'm going grey. I don't care. Um, I don't experience that pressure. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so 100 humans time, guys. Still, still on the topic of uh, cosmetic surgery. Um, I'm going to need your help here because there's no natch today. So, it was a long walk to work, my friends, across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Today, I asked them to name one part of their body they would change if, uh, with cosmetic surgery if they could. Que dijeran que parte de su cuerpo cambiarán con cirugía estética si podrían. Um, uh, your coffee. Your coffee? Asks Ronnie. Yeah, I've already had two and I have to be careful because of my, because uh, of the hole now that's in my mouth. 
<laughs> Thanks for your concern, Ronnie. Um, nuance, Rob, and respect. That's what makes it so beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. Look, just because something's not of our specific taste doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong. We have to leave the door open for the fact that we live in an ever-changing world. You know? It's undeniable that people are under more pressure to stay young and stay conforming to a certain standard. It's undeniable. But, you know, I don't think we help the issue by being overly critical or judgmental. Anyway, let's continue. Um, don't swill it around too much, says the bridge. <laughs> it's not how I drink coffee. Okay, so I asked them to name a part of their body they would change with cosmetic surgery if they could. They gave. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in position of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Cambiaran si pudieran. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Será posible. Vaya nivelazo. I'm a naughty boy. I forgot. Um, uh, okay, so we have a few answers here. Ravdos kicking us off today with nose. Narith nose. Name a part of your body you would change with cosmetic surgery if you could. There are a few here that are a real surprise to me. I had no idea. <laughs> so nose. Is nose there? Narith. Narith. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Um, who was that? Well done, Ravdos. And you know what, Ravdos? Do you know what? With 27 of 100 humans, it's that the... That gets the oh. Probo stamp of approval. <laughs> it's the number one answer. Uh, the deep-voiced elf sometimes. He just, he can't help himself. Nose is there. Ronnie says, lips. Lips. Um, uh, labios. Lips. Is lips there? Hmm. Part of your body you would change with cosmetic surgery if you could. Is lips there? Yes, it is. Well done. It's the fifth most popular answer with 10 of 100 humans saying lips. All right. Uh, Vero says my belly. Belly. Stomach. Is stomach there? Something you would change if you could. Stomach. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Well done, Vero. Oh, my God. All right. Um, there, are a few, there are still some left. There are still some left. The seventh one. I don't think anyone's going to get this. Um, okay, let's let's see. Um, belly is there. Ladyboss says posterior. Posterior. The buttocks. <laughs> uh, buttocks. Buttocks, is that, is that nalgas? Is, is that how you say that in Spanish? Tell me if that's right so I can give myself a damn nivelazo. <laughs> Something you would change with um, cosmetic surgery if you could is buttocks there. Yes, it is. Well done. Your posterior. And by the way, nivelazo. Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. Posterior? Come on. That's <laughs> how posh people say bum. <laughs> um, born to Iron Man with a good one. He says ears. Ears. Hmm. Uh, you know what? If I mash ears together with nose and lips and one of the other answers here, you get face. So I'm going to give it to you. Why not? Face, I think here, Kata, I think it means more like the face lift. But you know what? 
why the hell not? In the interest of getting through the section. <laughs> um, all right. Height, says Ladyboy. Height. Hmm. Height. It's height there. Ooh. It's not there. It's not there. Um, Born to Iron Man says chin. Ah, uh, yeah, to get, like, get that. <laughs> get the chicken thing. <laughs> Tucked up. That's kind of like a facelift. It was there. It was there. It was there. I'll give it to you. Face was there. I'm being very kind today. Have you noticed? <laughs> it's because my mouth hurts. <laughs> okay. Ravdos says, bosom. Bosom. Do you know what bosom means, friends? Bosom. For my uh, non-English speaking friends. I know most of you do. <laughs> Breasts. Would we say pecho? Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. That one was the third most popular answer with 12 of 100 humans. A liposuction says, uh, Bridge, yeah, that was there for stomach. The last one is a part of the face. But I don't think you're going to get this. I didn't even know this was a thing. These become sunken with, um, with age, I guess. And this is why this is here. I didn't even know cosmetic surgery existed for this part of the of your face. It's the upper part of the face. I'm going to give you a few seconds, see if you can guess it. And if not, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> it's not cheekbones. All right. I'm just going to tell you guys, because this one's a difficult one. I didn't even know this was a thing. It's eyelids. Oh, my God. The ladybug got it. My God. <laughs> How did you know that? Eye rim says uh, the bridge. I think I guess you meant eyelids there as well. I didn't even know this was a thing. How can I be so far behind the times? Yeah, it's eyelids. I didn't even know. Parpados, I think you say in Spanish. Uh, Ladybug also said nivelazo for nalgas. Thank you, thank you. Será posible vaya nivelazo. Well done, guys. My God, I didn't think you were going to get any of those at all. So let's check out the answers. Um, I asked 100 humans to name parts of their body they would change with cosmetic surgery if they could. In position number seven, we had eyelids, parpados. I had no idea. In position number six, we had buttocks, buttocks, nalgas. Well done. In position number five, we had lips, labios. In position number four, we had, what, what did we have? Um, face. I guess a facelift there. Although we did cover face with a lot of things, whatever. Whatever, 100 humans, you don't know nothing. In position number three, we had breasts, pechos. Um, in position number two, we had stomach, um, estomago, mm, barriga, I guess you'd more say belly, right? And then finally, in position number one, we had Nose Narith. And a big congratulations to Ravdos, who I believe was the first person to say Nose. Well done. Eyelid surgery has a name in Spanish, blepharoplastia. Blepharoplastia. Did I say that well? Am I on point with my pronunciation today? I don't even know. <laughs> All right, let's go to today's Complete the News. Oopsie, I'm giving you spoilers here. Well, I'll tell you what, given that um, if you're not watching the stream, you have no idea what happened. So let's uh, let's just continue. <laughs> okay, this is complete the news. Well, I'll give you a news headline 
And um, uh, uh, But I'll leave out some information. Your job in the chat is to identify the missing information um, uh, with the three options I gave you. Okay, today's first news item is this. Catholic hospitals remove crucifixes blank. Hmm. Why are Catholic hospitals removing crucifixes? Catholic hospitals remove crucifixes blank. Okay, so here are your options to complete the news. Um, A, so they can't be used to beat staff. Um, para, dar, uh, para golpear al personal del hospital. So they can't be used to beat staff. Is it B, because they are depressing the patients? <laughs> Porque deprimen a los pacientes. Or is it C, to be more inclusive? Um, para ser más proclives, más inclusivos? Hmm. A, B, or C. Catholic hospitals remove crucifixes blank. Is it A, so they can be more... Uh, A, sorry. So they can't be used to beat staff. Para que no se utilicen para golpear al personal. Is it B, um, because they are depressing to the patients, um, porque deprimen a los pacientes, or is it C, to be more inclusive, para ser más inclusivos? A, B, or C? What do you think, friends? Oh, my God. A three-way tie in the chat. I need one more of you to vote to break the tie. If not, then it's a win for Rob. <laughs> okay, there it is. There it is. Okay, the bridge broke the tie in the chat, and you guys are saying C to be more inclusive. Para ser más inclusivo. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Catholic hospitals remove crucifixes. The answer was A. <laughs> True story. So they can't be used to beat staff. This coming from the Daily Beast. Um, hospital Sisters Healthcare System, operating hospitals in Illinois and Wisconsin, has decided to remove crucifixes from its facilities. This decision, affecting both wooden and metal crucifixes, is a response to the increasing violence against healthcare workers. The health system aims to prevent these religious symbols from being used as weapons against staff. Oh my God. True story. And guys, if you want to check out that and all the links and news stories we have used in today's show, you can do that on my Patreon. I think I'm going to make this show open to the public, so please do check it out there on my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. Guys, thank you for participating. There's so many things you could have been doing today, an infinite number of things. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me. And guys, means the absolute world. I'll see you next time.